Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. Episode 149, the actual episode 149. Whoops, made a mistake again, but uh, you know how it goes. We uh, we got some news, we're going to talk about Raw and SmackDown. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Clash of Champions, NXT... And we got some questions from Facebook. My name is John, and rejoining me this week is the Corey Graves to my Adrian Neville, Marianne. Hello. Yes, I forgot that was a thing. It was a thing. Yeah. It's very much a thing. How are you? Before you, before you like actually liked Corey Graves. Yes, when he was a wrestler. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Um, I went to LA this past weekend, as did you. Yeah, we both did. Yeah, we're there at the same time. Um, I went to, I went fully decked out, full on Harry Potter, everything, spent but tons of money, should not have, but, um, went with Ernesto and Victoria and Pete, and it was a ton of fun. It got really crowded later, so I was grumpy as shit because everybody was getting their dumb babies in the dumb strollers in my dumb way. Oh, wow. And I was like, and I wasn't even tired or anything. I was just like, I am clearly superior to you stupid muggle beings. Get out of my way. <laughs> like, oh, wow. But um, it was a lot of fun. And then on Sunday, I went um, I went vintage shop shopping in um, Burbank over on like Horror Row where all of like the horror stores are and uh-huh. stuff. And I got a perfect cinched waist, like long peacoat from the night like early 1990s from oh. a vintage store that the was er- worth like hundreds of dollars when it was new the early 1990s <laughs> yeah sorry god I, I god started, damn it marianne i should have started with the other one which is from the 1940s and then it would have made more sense because the tag had the year on it <laughs> the early up, 1990s <laughs> you know when i was a tiny baby yeah and i was 40 <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But um, and I got this really cool like cape, like cloak cape thing from the 1940s that had like a hood and everything on it. Nice. And I, I stumbled across that one on accident, but I went with um um our friend Jack and uh his girlfriend Kristen um who are go to PWG all the time. You know Jack. I uh, believe I am familiar with him. He's the one that told us about the night or uh, the uh, not the Nightmare Before Christmas, the the Haunted the, Mansion, the Haunted Hotel. Mansion Hotel. Yes, yes, he's very cool. Um, I ended up giving him my Zubaz Legion of Doom shirt because oh. I knew he would wear it more than I would. Well, good. And because they sold him and I wear the same shirt size. <laughs> Because he likes to dress like a greaser and have his shirts really tight. But um, shout out to Jack. He sent me a Christmas card and I got it today and it was awesome. Oh, cool. Um, But yeah, like my weekend was tons of fun. The drive down was pretty good. The drive back was meh. But I had so much stuff to unpack. I spent so much money. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, it was it was just a ton of fun. But you went down as well to see Lauren, right? Yes, I did. I was visiting uh, my girlfriend, Lauren. Yeah. she had I have heard of her I've heard of her as well um she uh she had a sketch show that weekend um so I went to that we hung out for a little bit my drive back uh was not was not good because my battery died in LA so I had to get it replaced um but I one-shotted the uh the drive home which is unusual for me which was nice I didn't get home till late I didn't get home till like one um Mainly oh because, God. yeah, but mainly because the battery died and I had to get that replaced, and that's just been a whole thing. But I'm I'm back home, and <laughs> tomorrow I'm actually flying back to Los Angeles to spend uh, Christmas Eve with Lauren. Not Christmas Day. I'm flying back because I cannot miss uh, Lil Elias's first birthday. Who wants to walk with Elias or crawl with Elias? Who is my, <laughs> who is my nephew? When is his birthday? His birthday is February 18th. 
Oh, wow. So I you're like... believe I may be off by a day or two. So for his first Christmas? Yes, this is his first Christmas. It's the cutest. It is. He's very adorable. Um, so I said we might talk about Clash of Champions. Um, I guess we really only... Wa- I didn't actually watch the event because uh, I didn't get back till very late on... Yeah, and I was driving. And I was just like, I can't watch this. Um, I guess the 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 thing of note for for most of us here, and by most of us I mean one of us, is um and I heard this match was pretty good. Yeah. Just a little under seven minutes. Uh Mojo Rowley defeats his former tag team. I'm sorry, I apologize. Mojo Rowley You just made the list defeats Zack Ryder in uh in the pre show match, and I heard it was a fun match, so there you go. Yeah, and I'm not surprised at all because he's my boy, and I'm not a fan of bad match people. Um, he, <laughs> I'm so proud of him. <laughs> I'm so proud. And people were like, wow, that was actually really good. And I'm like, y'all are acting so surprised. Like, everybody was talking about how amazing his promos were, and they were like, man, he should be like this all the time. I'm like, you guys are coming out of the woodwork, and who has been supporting him the whole time? Um, hello, me. Who saw that forever ago? Um, wow. hello, me. You should be you a know? scout for the WWE. Me? I fucking love Mojo Rally so much. <laughs> Did you see my tweet today? No. I said 2017, the year where Mojo Rally and I hugged, and then I found his oh, yes, keys in a bathtub full of ping pong balls. I did. And he liked it. I did see that. And somebody was like, don't you put your keys in a bowl? And I didn't want to tell the whole story, but it literally was a bathtub full of ping pong balls. <laughs> oh, boy. Bless his heart. Oh. But yeah, he won, and I'm really proud of him. Yeah, I mean, other news. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is our new United States champion. We will talk about that a little bit later. Usos retain. Charlotte Flair retains. And uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn still have a job. And AJ Styles retains. So look at that. There you go. Look at that. We just we, we breezed on through that. We Tyler breezed on through that. Let's get to oh some news. Oh, my God. Let's get to some news here. We have two things. Uh, we watched the... Hulu versions of Raw and SmackDown. So uh, for some reason, the return of the revival was left off of Raw. Um, Yeah, I know. I was really mad about that. I was too. I didn't even notice it until I think it was yesterday when I was just, I randomly checked WWE shop and just to see if there's anything new and the revival shirt, they have a new one. And I went, oh yeah, they came back and we didn't see that. Oh, well, Uh, so they're back. So that's very good. I'm glad that no one is injured anymore and that the tag team division has another tag team in it. Yeah. Um, even John Cena works on Christmas. So uh, free agent, quote unquote, John Cena will be on Monday Night Raw on Christmas. The live um, man. I don't I don't know why they did that. I don't fucking know, man. I don't like it. It makes me upset, but I'll watch it and we'll talk about it. Um, Monday Night Raw. So let's get to Monday Night Raw, shall we? Yes, let's do that. We open up with Kurt Angle, and he comes out, and he's saying some stuff. And then Braun Strowman comes out. <sighs> and then fucking Kane comes out, and he's talking, and I don't care. Did you listen to anything? I didn't I didn't give a shit. I Dude, Braun, have you seen all the stuff with Braun dressed as an elf? Yes. Braun, WWE's elf on a shelf. He, I mean, that's an elf on the shelf that I could get behind and also be very yeah. frightened of. Yeah, um, the cane counter started off at a very, very disappointing, unacceptable one. Yes. Um, <laughs> very unacceptable. Um, let me pull out. Yeah, it was just. Why does he dress like a voodoo doll? I don't know. I'm just very. I don't care about Kane. I don't know why he's being thrusted once again into. He's the... like. We've been, I've been in the WWE for over 20 years, and I'm sitting here like, yeah, we can tell. We know. Where we is know. Dad Kane? The realest Kane <laughs> of them all. The, the, where's Hawaiian Vacation Kane? That's yes. the Kane we want. Uh, Paul um, Paul Heyman comes out, and he says some stuff, and then Brock And then, comes yeah, out. Brock comes out, and I really stopped caring at that point. And then my last note here is fucking triple threat. Who fucking cares? Uh, so Honestly... It's like, so we, I couldn't care less about, yeah, I said that phrase correctly, whatever the fuck this is. And at this point, anything Lesnar related at all tunes yeah. me out because it always ends the same. Yes. And I'm just done. 
I agree. So the the main event or one of the main events for Royal Rumble is going to be Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar versus Kane for the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the Universe. I don't know. Who cares? I don't care. Like, I am so disinterested. It has it, unlike The Miz, has no meaning. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, We had Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe, or so we thought, and here comes uh, Jason Jordan. What a fucking disappointing (laughs) moment. And Jason Jordan says, that's great, Seth, but I want to fight Samoa Joe because I want to fight him. How weird is it (laughs) calling your dad by his full name? (sighs) Just say you asked your dad, Jason. (laughs) God, we know. That's all you talk about. Is your stupid dad. But you won't even take his name. Ugh. Oh my god. What about god, his Jason real dad? Angle. Honestly, I think Jason Jordan out of anyone would benefit a bunch from being on the indies if it ever comes to that. Oh, he I would think be that great. that's what he needs. I think he'd be very great. You know what I think he needs is uh Chad Gable, his goddamn tagging partner. <laughs> I fucking just Did you ruin know that shit. Yeah. Samoa Joe comes out, and wow, it's a everybody's wearing black and red party. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, looked, Samoa Joe, I was, like, looking at him as he was walking down the ramp, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, he looks like if you shaved a koala bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then put a towel around its neck. Wow. Like, does he live in a sauna? I don't understand why he does that. Koala Joe. <laughs> koala Joe. He always has had that towel. And I am the same towel. It's yeah. like his baby blanket. I love Samoa Joe. I don't know if we've ever said that on the show. We probably <laughs> probably have, not. But I do love Samoa Joe. I like Koala Joe. I'm down with Koala Joe. Koala Joe is also uh, very interesting. Um, so Jordan pushes Seth for some reason. Oh, because Seth tells him to go talk to his dad or something. I don't know. As and, he rightfully should say. Yes. And we uh, we get Seth Rollins versus Jason Jordan. Um, I've noticed. And I, I mean, yeah, I've, I believe I said this last week and I've said this before. Jason Jordan, the wrestler, is great. Jason Jordan, the character, I don't care for at all. Yes. And it's it's super bizarre. Um, I think I wrote it down in some notes later where it's just Chad Gable was like way better than Jason Jordan. Yeah. And I don't understand how it came to that point to where they were like, let's make Jason Jordan a singles wrestler. Like, yeah. I have no really? idea. I don't know. Like, Chad Gable has the entire package. Yeah. But, I mean, so, J- Jason yeah. Jordan is a very good wrestler. He has a pretty solid drop kick. It's one of the best. Yes. And his suplexes. Anybody who does a bunch of suplexes, I'm 100% on board with. Yeah. I'm just I'm just down. Like, honestly, he has his drop kicks are really clean. Unlike someone we know, Seth Rollins. Wow. Just... Who just, like, jumps in the air, hopes he hits the person, and then falls like a rag doll on the ground. <laughs> like, he doesn't make it look clean. Yeah. I don't know. Bless him, though. So There um... was a Bray Wyatt promo that... Oh, oh wait, hold on, hold on. So, I've noticed at the end of every Jason Jordan match, as soon as he become... he gets pinned, as soon as he becomes pinned, is what apparently <laughs> I was going to say. Um, Michael Cole goes, Seth Rollins wins over a very game Jason Jordan. And that's like... His shitty nickname is Dude, a, a very why? game Jason Jordan. It Jason Michael Cole consistently, consistently throughout this episode entirely. Whenever he mentioned Jason Jordan, he said it in this tone of voice like even he couldn't believe that he was saying Jason Jordan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be like against Jason Jordan. Like, <laughs> like this weird tone that was like he it, it, what year is it kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, I don't know. This is so funny. Uh, we had a backstage segment with uh, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins and Kurt Angle. And then uh, once again, a very game Jason Jordan comes and he goes, hey, dad, what about me? I want to punch the Samoa Joe. And Kurt says, well, it'll be the three of you versus the bar and Samoa Joe. I don't know. Leave me alone. And he that, said either that or not at all. That or not at all. Which is such a dad thing to say. It is. It is. Uh, you you were mentioning a Bray Wyatt promo. Yeah. To, yeah. That's just. That's it. Uh, right. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we okay. had we had Finn Balor versus Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Dude, what's the use of Miz music with no Miz? It's just disappointment it's at ve- that yeah, point. It is. They should have used one of their music. I don't need. 
Don't tease do they me. even what what happened to their music? I have no idea. I huh, do not I'm still know. Pissed about the Cesaro Sheamus music, but anyways, that was it was a match. Um, that ended in a fuck? DQ. Yeah, but what the fuck, Bo? Like, how dare you start a match like Mojo Rawley? How did he start it? Like was a Mojo Rawley? Was he just very in a hyped? football pose, and then oh. he did that weird, unpredictable kind of shuffling thing that Mojo does. Because he does it to gauge his opponent by being weird on purpose to see how they react to his weirdness. Oh. Um, but they're talking about the the whole time. They're like, yeah, to beat Finn Bauer, they would get bragging rights and blah, 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 blah. Like, that would make them look good. And I'm like, hardly there's two of you. That's not bragging rights. That's yeah. like yeah. logical physics. That's not bragging rights. But... um. Hideo Itami comes out of nowhere once there was a disqualification. Yes, Hideo Itami is here. Charging down that ramp with He's... his titties jiggling like a wild man. <laughs> he Yes, he uh, runs down and helps his, his friend, Finn Balor. And then we uh, end up getting Hideo Itami and Finn Balor taking on the Miztourage. Uh Match was, it was fine. You know, a little showcase for Hideo. And he gets to hit the, uh, the GTS for the first yeah. time on... Monday Night Raw in a long time. At first, I was confused about why he was there. And then I was like, wait, and maybe, you know what? It's kind of clever to get him like out and over with the fans in this kind of way to yes. remind them who he is. But yes. it was kind of clever because otherwise, if he just slipped back into it, I'd be like, guess what? I'm going back to not caring, yeah. you know, because Hideo Tommy. But right. um, in my opinion, I'm about to say something probably insulting, but oh, um. Oh. Finn Balor isn't really anything if you took away the demon gimmick. And that's probably why they're struggling to fit him into storylines. Does that make sense? Are you Vincent Kennedy McMahon? <laughs> he's not Am over. I? He's not over. You didn't know this? He he does not he doesn't think that he's over. He's not. Wow. Well, all right then. I mean, he's over, but his char- like by but his character as it's like he it's it's He's supposed to, he has like two characters, but only one of them is actually a character. The other one is very, there's just nothing there. It's just, I'm Irish. <laughs> well, I don't I... fucking know. But uh, kudos to Axel for selling the shit out of all of Atomi's offense. Yeah. I mean, the that's the shit out of it. That's the guy you go to. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, you know, I don't disagree with you on Finn Balor. But, um, um, I I think he's a fine wrestler, but he's oh just, yeah yeah yeah. But what I'm saying is his gimmick kind of, is like, he's just a guy basically. He's yeah, that's the, and I I'm more of the person to notice a person's gimmick than I am to notice the wrestling ability. Nothing wrong. Or I, with I will that. go towards character first, mm-hmm. and I, it's just the way I'm designed as a robot. We had um the six man tag between Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Jason Jordan taking on the team that forms the bar. Of Sheamus and Cesaro. You just made the list. And Samoa Joe. Um, Marianne, thoughts on this match? Have you been watching Sheamus on like his Instagram? Do you follow Sheamus or Cesaro on Instagram? No. You should do that because they're fucking hilarious. Sheamus posted such a funny picture of him and Rusev today. It's pretty great. Um, but Seamus and Cesaro have taken to, or Cesaro has taken to being the, the, he calls him Shamey. Shamey. <laughs> well, Seamus calls himself Shamey too. They made each other, like, they both got each other the same Christmas present. And he writes, oh he God. calls him Shamey. <laughs> it's so funny. So now they're, I, I'm just going to call them Tony and Shamey. Tony? Tony and Shamey. Tony and Shamey. Oh, um, boy. My disappointment is when I got my new phone, just just a side note, the Ambrose tone that I have transferred over, but my Cesaro one didn't. So now I'm not, I'm stuck with a not scary alarm in the morning. Oh no. It doesn't scare the shit out of me by playing Cesaro. Oh geez. But anyways, that match, um, I didn't mind it. Yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, Jason Jordan tagged himself in right at the beginning of the match. And yes, the first did. thing I said was kick his ass, Seamus. And then I couldn't believe myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, people in the crowd or people along the barriers saying, come on, Cesaro, you got this. And my heart melted because they were cheering for Cesaro. Yes, they were. And I was like, Cesaro and Seamus, what a team. Um, anyways, Dean Ambrose with the partner of the year. 
with that awesome fucking take around. Yes. And then running, throwing him back in the ring and then running back to his corner and acting like he wasn't even there. I was like, oh, my God, Dean, that's some good teamwork right yes, there. Yes, it was. Very but good now, teamwork. But now he's injured. So. Yes, he gets injured in the match um, and is just rendered useless. He has, to, he has to get surgery now. So after the match, we uh, a limousine pulls up and a good old Steph Steph is here. Why? We don't know yet. Uh, we get a Woken Matt Hardy promo or vignette where he playing, is uh, um, chess against a fish. Playing chess against a fish and it is uh, good shit and I am totally on yes. board with it. I have noticed how he's adding mm, yes into things <laughs> and I love it because it reminds me of a cartoon character. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, the... <laughs> and then afterwards, Booker was literally speechless. Yes, he was. He had no idea what was going on. Um, and it was great. The bar and Samoa Joe beat up Seth and Dean, and Dean is all fucked up. As we said, yes, he does indeed need surgery and will be out what for... What the hell? What a bullshit medic. A little while, yeah. Oh, can someone else help? I can't. Do your goddamn job. <laughs> a fucking metal case fell on your patient, and you're just going to stand there and say help? <laughs> it did not look that heavy first of all yeah what a fucking idiot he's like are you okay you're the one with a medical license supposedly <laughs> get out of my way i'll fucking deal with it god <laughs> um, um after that we had elias out uh being pointless do you know what's fu- <laughs> i've been listening this to uh i listened to steve austin's podcast on the way home from la and he fucking loves Elias. Of course he does. He's like, I want to fucking walk with Elias. And I'm like, yeah, you do, Steve. So <laughs> Elias uh, tells us he's going to walk to the Royal Rumble, or at least walk to the ring and be in the match. Uh, he is interrupted by Sasha Banks, and then he is interrupted by Mickey James. Dude, and... how great was Michael Cole thinking Snoop is Sasha's uncle? <laughs> Oh, my God. And then Corey didn't even correct him. He's, I was like, he's her cousin. He's probably just like, I can't I can't deal with this right now. I don't now. even care. There are many things I don't care about. And Bailey comes out. Oh, but before that, I love, I love Elias going, all the women want to walk with Elias. He's like, anyway, here's my song. And then he's interrupted. <laughs> uh, he is interrupted by Bailey. And... They he kind of just leaves after Bailey's music plays. He's like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm just getting out. Of I here. don't give a shit about Bailey. I'm done. Uh, we had um, the our main event, which is uh, which is great. I love when we get um, a women's match in the main event. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. It was Mickey James Bailey and Sasha Banks taking on Absolution, which is Paige, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. I um, still don't understand that name. Sonya Deville Mandy or Absolution? Rose. Oh. Yeah. Mandy Rose walks like a computer game or video game character. She she walks like a GTA extra or a Sims character. Damn. Straight she up. She honestly looks like she's constant. I wouldn't be surprised if she walked and swung her arms in the wrong way, like her <laughs> leg and her arm at the same time. She's concentrating too hard. Well, I mean, sometimes this is hard. Or she's going to gonna pop a hip out of alignment. Oh, I have done that many a time, and it's not fun. What are you doing, John? Me? I don't know. Living or uh, favoring one side is usually what happens. Walking with Elias. I've been walking with Elias. That's what's happening. (laughs) Um, Match kind of breaks down. Uh, Nia Jax comes out. You know, she's not like most girls is what I've heard. Fucking Samoa drops two chicks at the same time. That shit was great. And just headbutting fools. I loved it. Entire locker room is out. And they're all just beating up everybody. Everybody's just punching each other in the faces. I went, wee, Dana! Yes, Dana's like, me too. Um, <laughs> and um, Steph Steph comes out, and she just gets in the ring, and she's like, hey, y'all are pretty great. Did you know how great you guys are? Let me tell you all the great things you've done. And then she says, you know what? That's not fucking good enough. And I was like, damn, all right. And she says, let's make history again. And they're like, okay, sure, what? And she says, let's have the first ever all-women's Royal Rumble match. And I went, fuck yeah, let's do it. That's how Raw goes off the air. It was a great way to go off the air. Yes, it was. So we're going to have two Royal Rumble matches at the Royal Rumble, an all-women's Royal Rumble for the first time ever. We'll talk more about that in the... uh, We had some questions about that 
Um, very exciting. Good stuff. And um, let's go on to SmackDown Live. Let's hold on. Side note. Let's see if we do the drinking game for the Royal Rumble. I pray for anyone who pulls Elias because he's going to walk to the ring. <sighs> and sing a song. A- and sing a song and you'll have to chug a beer the whole time. Oh, man. Exciting. Excellent. So, a tale of two dads is how we start out SmackDown Live. And can, before we get into the opening segment, my God, Corey Graves' blue suit jacket was fucking on fire. Of course it was. Love, he is excellent. Love that shit. Um, Daniel Bryan is out, and he's talking about, you know, stuff. And then Dad Shane comes out. And he's like, all right, um, let me explain to you what happened. And he just goes through like I um, the whole night and how he didn't count at one point uh, in the tag Dude, team match. Dads of champions. And he says, this is everything that was going through my head, what was going through your head. And they have a big back and forth. And at one point, Dad Shane basically says, "We needed, I need to do what's best for business. He doesn't say that exact phrase. But it's basically like he said it, and Daniel Bryan goes, did you just fucking say what's best for business to me? And he's like, I've heard that shit before from your fucking dad and your stupid sister. So uh, if you want to fire someone, you can fire me. And Dad Shane goes, no. He was like, I don't want to see you turn into Vince McMahon. Yes. And he goes, all right, have a good show, and leaves. Um. I think because telling him you're turning into your father is the same thing as telling me I'm turning into my mother and you go, oh, fuck no. And then you reevaluate your entire life. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I, yeah, I guess. Damn. Yeah, basically. So let's see. We have a a, a pretty good tag team match between. Yeah, it was very good. The new nasty Usos who are just now regular Usos. Um, and they took on. No, they're still nasty Usos. They're they just are. not new anymore. They've been down since day one ish. So you know, uh, taking on the team of Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. There we go. I've been saying it correctly now. Uh, that lifting knee by Shelton when uh, one of the Usos was going to the outside. Holy moly! Yeah, he's been doing some killer shit. Yes, they've been. They're a very good tag team. Chad Gable's just you know always on fire. Uh. And they they pick up the win, I, I, kind of a surprising win in a non-title match, but um, yeah, good for them. I what I love about Chad Gable is that he shines in like he, what he's great at with tag team matches is he shines, but he doesn't outshine his partner. Yes, ever he, he like compliments whoever he's with, and I don't even think it's something that he's consciously doing. It's just he's so good at performing that he yeah he's a natural at it, but like. I think that it's in, it's interesting that going back to Jason Jordan, they're trying to shove Jason Jordan down our throats like they were doing Roman Reigns. Right. But the thing is, Jason Jordan completely lacks charisma and promo ability. He's decent, like, which will severely limit him. He turns out good matches. And with Roman, it was kind of at one point the opposite. Yeah. Where people are like, he's a terrible wrestler, but he's still he's got the charisma. And so it's weird that they're like opposites. Yeah, it's very strange. And I, I think that it's it's almost better to have more charisma and be not as good of a wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because it can distract from the fact that you might not be as good of a wrestler. But if you're boring and you're a great wrestler, that's not going to keep people's attention. Yeah, it won't. It yeah. will not. There you go. Well... <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we had uh, Charlotte coming out and just saying like, hey... Wow, that's that's great. We're going to have a Women's Royal Rumble. I'll... I just need to say Charlotte is so beautiful. All right. Does she make She's the list? She's so pretty. No. All right. Um, I think that Charlotte and Mojo Rally make an adorable couple because they're always hanging out together. And they're just this, yes. super cute and they bounce off of each other really well. Just putting that out there. There you go. Um, And then uh, Glo- Naomi. I keep trying to put glow in there. Glay. <laughs> Glonomi. Glonomi. It doesn't even work. I don't even know what that means. It just sounds weird. I don't either. Glonomi. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't glonomi. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh Naomi comes out and she goes, Hey, I'm gonna win that Royal Rumble. And then also I'm gonna fight you and then win. 
and Charlotte's and they like, were like cool, okay. we're friends. Yeah, they were like, all right, fine. And then the Riot Squad comes out, and then they have a match, and that's um, pretty much it. I think <laughs> that Sarah looked great in this match. Yeah. Um, I really like her a lot. That headbutt, though, very reminiscent of one Flash Morgan Webster, um, except it did not kill the person she did it to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Naomi did that sick scorpion kick, but she did win the match with a rear view. <laughs> yes, the scorpion kick was very cool. She won the match with a rear view, which I don't know how embarrassing that is on Sarah's side. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for either of them, meaning like um, Ruby, Sarah, or Liv. To start gaining victories because right now they aren't looking too great, especially with yeah. how mismatched they are as a group. Yes. Which you could say the same thing for on Raw as well. They're very mismatched. Yeah. But the dynamics for the Riot Squad are different because Paige and Absolution, she's fucking bossy as shit. Yeah. And that's going to turn have them turn against her a lot faster than the way they work together with Riot Squad. So because that's one plus. If there's anything we know about Paige, she doesn't do friends well. She does not do friends. I feel like we said that about somebody else. Um, it might have been AJ Lee, but I'm very sure it was about Paige. Doesn't do friends. She don't do friends. Yeah. Um, it's I like that match a lot. I think that Ruby and Sarah worked really well together and the people and Charlotte and Naomi, I think all them as a group worked really well together to kind of highlight the good, the things that they were good at. They worked over that leg really believably. Yeah. Charlotte's leg really believably and consistently. It wasn't just like a random thing and they didn't just continue to do the same move to work her leg. Do you know what I mean? Cause sometimes yeah. they'll be like, Oh, her leg is weak. Let's just do the same move over and over every chance we get. But they did different moves to work her leg. Does that make mm. sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, which I which I appreciated more than it just being a consistent the same move over and over again. Like yeah, like if it ain't broke, like don't fix it. That kind of yes, thing. Yes, yes. Do it other ways. But yeah, agreed. Um, I like that match a lot. Um, we had the new the new day was backstage, the, right? Yes, the new day was backstage, uh, handing out pancakes and Dude. shirts, force feeding strangers pancakes. Yes, and um. We have Rusev Claus and Aiden English, and my favorite part of this was when Rusev Claus first comes on the screen, he pulls down his beard and he goes, it's me, Rusev. <laughs> like, they don't know who it is. Um, I liked how he was talking about everybody's getting a shirt, and he goes, no, on Rusev Day, everyone is on the naughty list. Yes, I only have one list, and list it is the is naughty, naughty list. And um, Rusev... Uh, Harpui on your pancakes, and he just starts stepping on the flapjacks, and um, Biggie is not having any of it, which is funny because I don't believe he was in the match later. He wasn't, um, <laughs> but I just love how Kofi looks like a giant baby, even though he was supposed to be a gingerbread man. Yes, uh, so that sets up a match, or our main event, no, I'm sorry, our semi-main event. Uh, next up, we had uh, the American Ziggles. Um he comes out to no music, which uh, he stopped doing for like a week or two. And then they went, I oh, wish yeah. he wouldn't play music at all. He should like not even scratch it. It would be hilarious. So we get a rundown of all of uh, Ziggle's uh, accolades or whatever. I I'm kind of also down for the no music because he walks down to the ring and he looks like he could be a legit model. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm at Paris Fashion Week. <laughs> And uh, I forgot about the um, I Am Perfection theme song he used to have. Oh, my God. Uh, I laughed very hard when that came on. So we get to see all that stuff. That's great. That's wonderful. And at the end of the end of the uh, segment, Ziggle says, I, I'm going to leave you all with something memorable. And uh, I, like, I, you don't deserve me, all this stuff. And he just leaves the United States title in the middle of the ring and walks away. And I asked myself, so wait a minute, is Dolph Ziggler Naito now? Do I, do I have to love him? I wrote, I'm confused emotionally. I feel like I should be enjoying this. I, um, yeah, I was very it was a confused. great segment. And yeah, I was. felt like I was trying way too hard to not enjoy it being that it was Ziggles, you know? Yeah, I agree. I just, uh, I don't know. I, where do we go from here? And I think, uh, I feel like somebody actually asked that question. 
Uh, Jay Tyler Brown, I will not I will not answer it later. I guess I'll answer it now. What is going to happen with Ziggler, let alone the United States title? Well, I feel like we have to, if he is legitimately gone, um, or maybe next week Daniel Bryan's like, hey, you forgot this. And he's like, oh, thanks. And he just keeps leaving it places. Um, that would be hilarious and very Chuck Taylor of him. So I'm not <laughs> sure what is going to happen with this. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. I think like him winning just to prove that he could, that he was good enough to win and then leaving being like, look, I won, but you know, that was just to prove to you that I'm good enough and I'm great and I can win this, but I shouldn't be defined by this Agree. kind of thing. Yeah, no, that, that was the point that it seemed that he was trying to make. I, I just don't know what, how long you do this with someone who is now a champion on your roster. Yeah. Who isn't a champion anymore? Who? The smallest of breakfasts. No, he's not. I'm very upset. He's a small breakfast now. I guess. I don't know. He wasn't even on this show. We skipped breakfast that day. We did. We skipped breakfast on Tuesday. Uh, Daniel Bryan is with uh, Kevin and Sammy, and they try to give him a bottle of champagne or something, and he he might fire them or something because they're really just making him mad. I don't he know. He was like, if you guys keep talking, I might actually just fire you. Yeah. The delivery was really funny, actually. Uh, we we then had the New Day versus Rusev Day, and my God, Corey Graves loves Rusev Day, as of he should. He yeah, as he should. That um, sign that said the seventh day of Rusev. Yeah, I absolutely, dude. The crowd loved Rusev Day. They were losing their minds for Rusev Day. I'm... It just shows you that Rusev, like when you find somebody who's, who you didn't realize is super charismatic yeah. and can turn anything into something funny. Rusev, Rusev is very much, he reminds me a lot of uh, Chris Jericho almost. He's been reinventing oh. himself pretty frequently and it's been doing pretty successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Like, Chris Jericho has this innate ability to reinvent himself and to work with everything. And I feel like Rusev is working into being a lot like that as well, yeah. no matter how silly it is. Uh, we had the flapjack into the flapjacks, and Aiden English was all covered in whipped cream. And uh, I believe the New Day won via the springboard elbow from Xavier Woods. It was fun. I had fun. This is a fun little match. Corey Graves just losing his mind the entire time. It was just crazy. You done flapped the wrong jack, sucker. <laughs> that was great. That was a great line. Love that. Uh, we had Shinsuke Nakamura, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles taking on Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Jinder Mahal what in the main event. What a random matchup that is. Yes. Um, uh, it was fine. It was a fine match. I did love, like, Orton kind of helping others with their their moves uh shoving aj like just kind of pushing him giving him a more of a nudge during the phenomenal forearm i thought that was a lot of fun I did think you he see also somebody helped. posted something on twitter oh wait no it wasn't on twitter as i messaged it to you today from instagram did you watch it I did not watch it, but I somebody did a compilation of Dolph Ziggler's zigzagging out of zigzagging into other people's finishers. Oh wow. So like somebody's going to do a finisher and then he comes and he jumps on them and does the zigzag and wins the match by <laughs> piggybacking off of someone else's finisher. Oh boy. And I went, this is a thing. This is apparently a thing. <laughs> With the worst finisher ever. God, it's so dead. It's so bad. Um <laughs> Nakamura, Orton, and Styles end up uh getting the win here. And they celebrate in the middle of the ring and it's great. Um, I'm going to go over NXT. Okay. Haven't watched NXT in a while. Um, pretty solid NXT. We open with uh, the NXT Tag Team Champion Sanity taking on Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish, what a babe. You just made the list. I forgot. Uh, we got a Sakuraba mention, which I was very happy about. New Japan and um, I also believe MMA fighter. I believe. Yeah, he is. Whatever. Um, the Gracie killer, uh, Killian Dane is really coming into his own. I think he is, uh, a very solid wrestler. He uses his size very well. And, um, yeah, he does Michinoku drivers while sitting on another person. It's great. Um, Adam Cole came out for the distraction, but Nikki Cross came out and kind of beat the shit out of him. And, uh, the was two women fighting. <laughs> the full sale crowd said let them fight and uh i'm kind of down 
It wouldn't be the most ridiculous thing Adam Cole's ever done. No, it wouldn't. But the distraction was enough, and we have new tag team champions in Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, pretty, Bobby Fish, he yeah. needs a belt for both of his sexy thighs. He's got one now. And uh, two-thirds of the Undisputed Era now have titles around their waist. Will there be a third? Probably not, but maybe. We shall see. I'm actually looking at my notes for the main event, and they just stop at one point. Anyway. Really? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Shauna Basler, Basler, she's coming back, or I don't know, for the first. She's a coming. She's going to be there. She's going to do some stuff. Uh, we had Lars Sullivan versus Roderick Strong, and whoever won uh, is the fourth competitor in the Fatal 4-Way to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship. And uh, Roddy got some new music, and it's pretty fucking good. I'm very happy for him. Does Look, it include the lyrics, shitty little boots? It does because not. it should. Uh, the match, very good match. Um, they uh, worked the size difference very well. Um, but didn't make Roddy look weak. It's good stuff, but uh, in the end, Lars Sullivan gets the win and is going on to that that fatal four-way match. Lars Sullivan also follows me on Instagram. I love Lars Sullivan. He's great. Personally, I'm an Oni Lorcan fan. Happy birthday, Biff. Yes, it is indeed <laughs> Biff's birthday. The Biffs. Now, the main I event. I have to always call him Biff. Oni is like not my, he's my one and Oni, but that's the only way I'll ever say it. <laughs> Uh, the main event uh, had Tyler Bate taking on the WWE United Kingdom champion, Pete Dunne, number one with a gun. He probably doesn't own a gun. He's just number one. He's, yeah, he's English. Anyhow. They don't do that there. Uh, this match was great. I believe they dubbed it the It was the third in the series. The first being, uh, Marianne, can you even believe that at the beginning of the year we had the UK tournament? I can't even. Yeah, hear. I know. How crazy is that? I, I went, yeah. oh, wasn't that last year? And Pete Dunn's oh, no. over as fuck. Yes, he is. Uh, this match was fucking insane. Um, there's a couple of finger stomps that look very uncomfortable, and I would not be surprised if Tyler Pate legitimately disconnect or disconnected. But yeah, maybe. It could be disconnected. His fingers. Marianne's fucking fingers. I just couldn't deal with it. Have you never watched a Marty Squirrel match? I have, but this was. He like, I don't need. Okay, so you know how they do the thing where they hold their hands, hand down, and then they jump and stomp, stomp on, it? on it? Yeah, that's a, that's a Pete Dunne classic. Well, he does it a different way. I don't even want to describe it. He bends his fingers back and, ha and is holding them down and then stomps on the hand when his fingers are like up on the mat. I'm going to make you watch some CZW matches. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of finger work here. Um, Ugh, there was a suplex off the stairs on the outside. Uh, exploder off the middle of the second rope. It was just a crazy match. They were just doing crazy stuff. It was a lot of fun. You guys got to check out this match. Uh, Pete Dunne ends up retaining the title in a fantastic match. And uh, my goodness, what a way to... Let them vegan boys fight. They did, and they fought well. Um, so that was NXT. It was a lot of fun. It's been a while. Uh Fighting questions. over some kale or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, man, we got a lot of questions this week. Yeah, you asked for a question, and Jay Tyler was like, let me open my giant 100-volume yeah. novel of here, questions. Here are all the questions I've ever wanted to ask anyone. So uh, let's start off with Wendell here. What are your predictions for the Women's Royal Rumble? If WWE is planning a 25 or 30 women participation match, uh which is more than the current, yeah, it's more than the current women on the main roster. Uh, who would you like to appear in this very first Royal Rumble match? Who would you like to see that isn't on the main roster, Marianne? Candice LeRae. I agree. I would love to see Candice LeRae. I think um, other than that, I'm trying to think of someone that isn't signed that I would like to see. Um, I think if Trish Stratus came back, I think that would be crazy. They got to legend it up a little bit. They got to bring some legends back. Um, I mean, I would I would love to see AJ Lee come back. I think that would that be would fun. be insane. That would be that would be a huge surprise. And I don't know how they would get that working, but why not? Holy um, shit, that would be so funny. But I think I think Candice is probably. Probably the, a good one. I, you know what? I would also love to see Awesome Kong. I know she's probably do it because she's in Glow. So 
I don't know what her schedule's like, but man, that would be fucking awesome if she came back. Could you imagine her and uh, Nia Jax facing off? Yeah, that I could, and it would scare me. That'd be amazing. So uh, I don't know. You know, get some legends in there. Let's do it. Uh, Wendell also asks, with Hideo Tommy helping Finn Balor against the Miztourage, should WWE do more in-ring, or I'm sorry, in-ring tag matches with 205 Live and Raw roster members? Oh, um, or would that take away from the cruiserweights for their upcoming tour? I don't think, I think this is a great idea, uh, mainly because if you want people to watch 205 Live, you should uh, probably have them. I mean, I know they're on Raw. Remind people that they exist. I know they're on Raw already, yes. But put them in matches with people who are on, it makes it inter- more interesting. It's a very simple setup, I feel. You have somebody yeah, from Raw make, come just out. Just make the cruiserweight division like just add it like you know like you have like another like belt part but it's just like a secret club yes like yes yeah i mean it's very simple you have somebody come out they talk enzo interrupts them with one of his dudes and then uh a 205 live guy comes out and then they team with the raw person it's very how much do you love aria davari's gimmick now i don't even know what his gimmick is because i haven't watched brat Oh, well, yeah. I feel like that's always been his gimmick. No, but it's, like, over the top now. Oh. It's, like, I wear white jackets, and I think I remember him saying, um, you guys wouldn't be so mad if I bought the title now, would you, when Enzo won? And it was, like, the fun... It was so fucking funny. <laughs> that tweet, he was like, man, if I bought the title, you guys wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> like, it was, like, his whole gimmick is, like, so over the top, like, rich Persian brat. And I, I I see it so much and go, I know people like that. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like we can't hate him. I, I I honestly think the gimmick's kind of brilliant. I don't know. Tell me what you think next time you see him do stuff. It's, okay, he's pretty I funny. Um, let's get to this onslaught of J. Tyler Brown questions. There are a lot. So uh, what is WWE doing with the Shield reunion now? It feels as disjointed as ever, especially with Dean out for a long time. Uh, speaking of which, dude has the highest work rate of anyone in 2016, and I'm sure was up there, if not the top guy for 2017. Uh, who is going to yeah. step it up and have the highest work rate in 2018? Who? Marianne, who do you think? And I would assume this is just for WWE. And yes, the the Shield reunion has On Raw? stuttered and stopped a lot. Is he talking about Raw specifically or if just you the WWE talk roster about, entirely? If you want to talk about Raw specifically, you can do Raw and then you can do SmackDown and just say Mojo. Um, <laughs> Damn it! So do Raw. <laughs> so do Raw. Um, I feel... Dean Ambrose, for... former Universal Champion. Or for... Former CZW Champion, taking all of that fucking hits, being the one person so that doesn't ever get injured. Who's going to have the highest work rate of... Dean Ambrose caliber in 2018. I don't fucking know, man, because Dean Ambrose, he was like that in 2015, too. He's been like that ever since he, like, what injuries has he really sustained? Like, none. I mean, yeah, this is the, this is the, I feel like the biggest one for him, right? Yeah, I feel like it's the only one. Huh. All right, I'm pulling up the raw roster. Because he milked, he milked, he milked, like, I, I believe it was a fake shoulder injury years ago. Ah, but I don't think I, I I remember us talking the IWC as you would say talking about how he is never injured and how he's the one that works and he always and he would say that in promos as well. Yeah. He'd be like, "I'm here every fucking day and everyone's getting hurt and you're never giving me chances." You know what? Here's who's gonna have the biggest work rate. I'll say it right now. It's gonna be Big Cass when he comes back. You think so? There we go. Big Cass or fucking Finn Balor. Yeah, I was my first guess was Finn Balor. What about SmackDown? So you're going with Mojo? Just because I love Mojo doesn't mean I'm going to go with Mojo. But are you? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. Um. I would say yeah, probably Mojo. He works. He yeah. But I'm really biased. Um. Mojo or it's AJ. AJ Styles. Yeah, probably. There you go. There you go. Uh, what else here? Um. Who's going to be the? We kind of already talked about. Uh. He says who's going to be the biggest surprise in the Women's Royal Rumble and why is it? Piper slash Viper Nevin. And he says, kidding, but seriously, she'd been fantastic on the main roster, but she's probably going to go take NXT by storm. I do not disagree. Um, Where do you see KO Sammy Daniel Bryan versus Shane O'Mac rivalry going? Um, 
nowhere. There's too many dads in that equation. Yeah, it's three dads and a child named Sami Zayn. Um, I don't know where I see this going because if it, I feel like it's been a thing for like years, that's what it feels like. If Survivor Series was two months from now, I said I would tell you I know exactly where it's going, but it's not because you know. I'm sure Daniel Bryan could find three more people to be on his team and Shane O'Mac could find five for his or, you know, four because he has to be on the team. They have endless children. So I don't know where it's going. I feel like uh, Daniel Bryan's contract is probably up soon. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I have no idea. But it's going to be weird to or interesting to see the disconnect between the, the two dads on SmackDown. See what happens there. Uh, we kind of already talked about Ziggler. Uh, why will Jericho Omega be match of, I assume you mean next year and not this year, match of the year? Um, how much color do you expect them to get in front of a New Japan audience who traditionally do not do color? And for you uh, not in the know, color is blood. Um, <laughs> color, it's blood. Color, it's blood. Uh, will Jericho, why will it be, um, I mean, it's... It's not even 2018 yet. I don't know if it'll be match of the year, but let me tell you, it's being built like it's the match of the year, and I am fucking hyped for this shit. I cannot wait to be to get three hours of sleep before I go into work the next day to watch this and to watch Naito win in the Dome, as is his destiny. Um, do I expect him to get a lot of color? Maybe. I don't know. They kind of already did that in the... Uh, Maybe they don't need it anymore. Maybe they just needed it to hype. I don't think this will be a bloodbath. I think it'll be a very good match. Um, I'm very excited to see just Jericho just doing it in a in a New Japan ring. It's going to be cool. I don't think they'll get color. I think they did that to hype the match a little more. I don't know if they necessarily need it. So there you go. Um, what independent promotion do you see stepping it up? Uh, to be the big competitor to WWE in the upcoming year. Um, I don't know. It's just very hard to compete with WWE, I feel. Right? Yeah. I mean, the only one I would say is Progress, but they compete. They don't compete with WWE. They work with them. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know who it would be that would rival them. Like, and I, when you say, uh, like, a competitor... I think of not like, oh, they're going to be bigger. Like, oh, I would rather like after I think Chikara was this for me. Like after I'd watch a shitty WWE event, I'd be like, I got to go watch Chikara to make. So myself... I can watch like really shitty production quality, but have brilliant storytelling. Yes. It's like I got to watch something else. So um, I don't know. Um, I think Beyond's always solid. Beyond Wrestling's always a solid promotion. I don't know if they'll ever compete. I don't know. Um, let's see. Rumors rampant on XFL. Oh, God. Oh, God. Talk about the XFL. Do you think Vince will ever sell the WWE? Well, I don't know if you just saw this, but Vince McMahon, um, just sold. Let me see. Let me find it. It's funny because it says he sold, he sells some WWE shares. I believe it was, um, he sold a hundred million dollars worth of stock today. What the fuck? Of WWE stock to, uh. To put into this uh, Alpha Entertainment, which is his new venture. I don't know. I don't know, man. Do I think he'll ever s sell? It seems like it might. Seems like it might happen sooner than later. I mean, he just sold $100 million to restart the XFL, or I don't know what is happening. Um, he also asks, do you think an XFL would succeed as a smarter, more woke version of the NFL? I don't know. I I don't know if you would want to do it again, but apparently Vince wants to. Yeesh. Uh, speaking of which, do you see Woken Matt becoming the major thing that makes us tune into Raw going into the next year? Um, ooh, do I? It could be if they do it right, and I don't know if they will, but I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, we haven't even seen him has he even wrestled as Woken Matt Hardy yet? No, I don't think he has. He became Woken, and that was about it. So I don't know. I'm excited for that, though. It was really funny. No, it's great. Um, he also says, uh, "Where do you think? Uh, where do you think surprises will come in as being woke infects its way through the roster? Who else Jones joins the Woken Army? 
Um, do you speak? Do you expect anyone else to do so other than Jeff? No, I think it'll just be Jeff and Matt, and that's it. I, I think um, I don't think it'll be any bigger than that. I don't think it needs to be either because I mean, Woken Matt is just a ridiculous character that is. It's an it's it's enough. It is enough, and that I mean, when Jeff comes back, I'm very excited for that too. I mean, they could even just feud. I don't even know. I don't know, but I'm excited for when Jeff comes back. I don't think I've ever said that I'm excited for Jeff Hardy to come back. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. But there you go, dude. Um. Also, Samoa Joe and Finn seem to show promise on Raw. But what do you think is? Or who do you think is going to be the next big thing on Raw, especially as the shield falters and no one likes Reigns? Okay, that is not true. Because That's here we true. we love the big dog, the greatest wrestler of all time, the retirer of The Undertaker, Roman Reigns. Uh, speaking of which, do we see hell freezing over and Reigns going heel in the next year? In 2018, do I see Roman Reigns becoming a heel? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think... Um, if they want him to be who they want him to be, John Cena, then he was never going to be a heel. Um, who do you think is going to be the next big thing on Raw, Marianne? Well, I can't say Mojo. You can't. So now you got to <laughs> pick somebody um, else. I feel... Um, the next big thing. At the given moment, I think Samojo has more... Um, oh my God, I had the word in then. He, ha- he has more leeway. Or okay. not leeway. He's... Staying power? Is it staying power? Is it something like that? Is that the word you're yeah, looking for? Yeah. Right now, Samojo has more going for him. All right. Like, storyline-wise yeah. than Finn does. Because, um, I mean, if, you ha- if you're fighting the Miz Taraj, you're not exactly in no. the highest of no. places. No, you're not. That's not an insult to the Miz, because all hail. All hail. Um, also, Miz named Wrestler of the Year by Rolling Stone. Yes, Rolling Stone knows exactly what they're doing. Um, <laughs> I would say next big thing. I'm just going to go with Big Cass again. There you go. I'm just oh, I go. thought we had to choose between Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Oh, I did, did he say, uh, but who do you think is going to be the next thing on Raw? Well, if it's, it's between those two, I will also agree with Samoa Joe. I think um, personally, and also I came across a, tre- uh, a tweet I did a while ago which was also a treat, um, that I said that Shane McMahon should hire Samoa Joe to take out Brock Lesnar. And actually, um, it kind of almost happened where he would bring him up to the ro- the main roster. It just kind of happened with Triple H instead of... Yeah. I was like, huh. Instead of dad Shane, having huh. with dad trips. Um, um, I, f- I figured out the word I was looking for. It was momentum. Ah, he has the momentum. Yes. Um, thank you for all the questions, Jay Tyler. You did a, a, ma- a magnificent job. Uh, Mel asks, uh, in a perfect WWE, describe your ideal scenario where Stephanie McMahon gets the ultimate comeuppance for, well, being Stephanie and constantly putting herself over with carte blanche. Um, I don't know, Marianne. What do you think? I just pictured the demise of like every Batman villain. <laughs> I um, that's literally that's literally what I thought was just like drop her in a vat of acid. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, that's where my mind went was just the fucking Joker. I don't think I can top that. Yeah, you probably can't. That's pretty good. I mean, I, I really don't know what I would uh, what I would what I would do. Like getting her actually arrested. I mean that kind of happened already. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to figure out what her ultimate comeuppance would be. I mean, just being tax bought, evasion. It would be being bought out of the company, and she can't make any decisions anymore. Yeah, tax evasion. There you go, something like that. I, w- I want her to have like a Martha Stewart punishment, <laughs> where she goes she goes to like federal prison. Yeah, she goes to like federal prison and then makes friends with Snoop Dogg. Perfect, love it. Um. Gerardo asks, why do entrances in NXT feel um, fuller despite the fact that it has less elements than the main roster? I actually read this smaller. I read this earlier and I thought he met, he put they feel they feel like fillers. And I went, what? But now that I'm actually reading it, um, this is a good question. Why do they feel so much fuller and like more thought put into them? I think it's because the venue is smaller and it has to speak 
in a different way than if it was huge. I think the way um, they feel fuller because they're shot differently. Yeah. I think um, the vision that is in NXT for the entrances, like, for instance, Alistair's Bla- Alistair Black's intro is fucking phenomenal. It's yeah, the they best. usually will start from weird angles. Like, with Alistair Black, they'll start with, like, a um, an upward-looking angle or they will pan, or they'll pan in from like, because on on the main roster entrances, they either do it like they always do it up close and slightly tilted to the left, right? Like they'll they'll shoot in a diagonal way on like on like left, but then in um, NXT and stuff, they always shoot it kind of from the side, ah. so the camera's there as the wrestlers walking out. Yeah. Because the way they enter is different because the way the stage is built is different. They walk out from the side as opposed to kind of almost down the middle. Right. So it, and it's also, like I said, it's because the building's smaller. So yes. it needs to be shot differently. Yeah. But it's shot a lot closer in a more intimate setting. So that's probably why it feels more personal. Yeah. And, I mean, we get a bunch of different angles. We get a bunch of different effects. Like the way they shoot uh, Lars Sullivan is is great. His new entrance is pretty cool where he's kind of like they have just an outline silhouette of him in the ring and also the ramp is a lot shorter too so they have to make the most of it with yeah. how short the ramp is so i think those are i think yeah that's pretty good that was a good question i like that question you got anything else marianne um i don't think so i think that's it all right that um, sounds about that sounds about right um so um i guess uh merry christmas to everyone i guess to you too if uh you know um so <laughs> you'll be getting your present on the 25th will yeah. i really yes I well have... i have yours all wrapped and everything uh mine could not be wrapped but i think you will not care yeah i probably won't but i have yours wrapped perfect <laughs> i put four minutes of thought in yours oh well but i'll thanks. but i'm underselling it because you you're will, underselling it you will enjoy it thank you you're welcome um, you know Ar- what? The- Ernesto got me a hell, um, a Hela pop figurine. Oh, cool! Basically, because- so you, yeah, yeah, he got me a pop figurine of me. Um, uh- <laughs> one other thing I wanted to mention, and this I guess is kind of a downer, but I was going to mention it in the beginning and I forgot to. Um, Tom Zink, the Z Man, passed away uh, this past weekend, and he little childhood John was very sad. Um, I love Tom Zink. Um, I used to watch WCW Saturday night all the time and just W I was a huge WCW fan and NWA fan. And, um, yeah, it was just very sad. I, you know, it's one of those things that's like, Oh, one of the dudes I liked when I was a little kid has passed away. So I just pictured little kid, John being little kid sad. And now I'm little kid sad. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I'm looking at my container, of wrestling figures, and I know somewhere in there there is a Tom Zank figure, and I think I will, um, I will unearth it and put it somewhere. Oh, speaking of figurines, how great was my mo- my traveling with Mojo? Your traveling Mojo. If you guys didn't know, I took Mojo Rally, my plastic action figure, with me down to L.A., and he sat on my dash, and we listened to music, and I took him everywhere in my purse, <laughs> and he went to he went to Harry Potterland with me, and he sits at my desk at work. <laughs> great. That's fun. He's my best friend. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that that is our show for this week. Um, you know, join uh, us. Join us again. One next more week. thing. You got one Jimmy more thing. Jacobs has a match against Tim Daunce coming up. Oh, does he? Sorry, Timmy, for mentioning you at the end of the show instead Look at of that. the beginning. An hour and twelve minutes in, you mentioned it. I'm sorry, Timmy. Love me. All right. He told me he's immune to my creepiness, and I was like, but my love could crush two grown men. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it wouldn't be this podcast without me saying something creepy about Tim Dons. Very Come true. Come on. So, uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moonsault. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. Rate and review us as well. And uh, SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. You can also subscribe to us on there. Uh, shout out to Finally North. Uh, they do our music. They are still a band. They might not. We're not sure. But uh, SoundCloud.com slash Finally North or FinallyNorth.com. 
Uh, head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our shirts. Buy just a regular NOTLG shirt. I don't know. Support stuff and things. But speaking, we don't give a shit. Give yeah, us your money. <laughs> give us all the money. Speaking of that, uh, support TTR and all of the other Night of the Living Geek podcasts. Patreon.com slash NOTLG. Huge shout out to Calvin. He is our newest Patreon. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, take it. that, Chris, our oldest Patreon. Hey, I love Chris. He gave me a great nickname for uh, the Knights of Wrestle Kingdom, and I will keep posting that on my Twitter as I yell into the abyss. So uh, join us again <laughs> next week as we talk about Raw, SmackDown, and probably NXT, and probably whatever Marianne's Christmas gift is. Whee! Uh, there's only one thing left to do, so Marianne, if you will... Ring the bell! Should I leave the Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com.